Okay, everybody, welcome in. Figure it out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. We're getting right down to business tonight. Not even going to mess around with the intro. We got the normal boys on tonight. Jake hopping back on with us. It's playoff time. It's playoff time. Intentions are high. Before we get into the episode, Blaine was telling me right before we hopped on here um, something about Jimmy G not playing. Blaine, what is this now? No, no, it's not the fact that Jimmy G's not playing. He has. He basically sprained his shoulder in the wild card round, so he's and, and his thumb. Yeah, and his thumb. He's not. I mean, the, uh, not confident. Other than I guess he came out today and said he will feel it out, and he's confident. But no one in that organization is confident. And, <laughs> and, and wait, the the thumb is lingering from the year, right? This happened early, like earlier in the year, and then it's like carried with him because he missed some time with it, right? Because how many starts did Trey Lance have? Two or three. Which Trey Lance can't go to Lambeau and win, but I do kind of like his future in San Francisco. I mean, I think I'd rather have him than Zach Wilson. I'd rather have him than. Would you rather have Daniel Jones or Trey Lance? <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Uh, well, not playoff football. I'd probably Trey Lance, but I'm not going to count on. Come on. That's just, that's I mean, a, would a, you rather have Jimmy G, honestly, the guy? Oh, whoa. Well, we'll get into that. But a lot of good matchups this weekend. Four games coming at us real hot. Honestly, I can't believe today is almost – or today is Thursday. It's almost a week, and this week has flown by. Um, literally, it feels, it feels like I, maybe it's because I'm nervous uh, for the Chiefs to play Buffalo. Really am. We'll get into that. You boys just want to hop right in? What are we What are we doing? Want to make any predictions real quick? Blaine, you got any player props or anything? Or are we just going for it? I think we just dive right in. Yeah. These, are good. Gonna... These games speak for themselves this week, dude. There's, it is a slate. There's two games in this slate that I think all four of us could talk for an hour each on each game. Yeah. And that being San Francisco and Green Bay and Buffalo and Kansas City. So we, we better start soon. So we're going to get right into it right now. Bengals at Titans kicking off divisional round weekend in Nashville, Tennessee, home of Jake Berger. So I bet that place will be <laughs> rocking. Uh, that place will be rocking on Saturday. Um, real quick, before we get into these games, are you going to go somewhere, maybe watch this game and then come home for the Packers? You're going to go out for both or what are you feeling? <laughs> I'm actually uh, going to be in Jacksonville. Um, Whoa! This this weekend, so yeah, so I'll watch the uh, watch the game down there, uh, the Packers game. I I really don't care about about the Titans game, but if oh, I yeah. mean, if Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry's on the field, I mean, m- might be a little more fun to watch. Yeah, which he yeah. did see. He practiced today, and all reports were good. I even I read an article on ESPN that said that they. Uh, they're like the defense was like kind of trying to thud him up. Like they weren't like hitting him real hard, but they were giving him contact. So you would think that he's probably going to give it a go if he feels like he can. And I'm sure he does. So that'll be awesome. But when you really look at this game, I, I don't, I just don't trust Tennessee's defense guys. I really oh. don't. And Cincinnati is on fire. And uh. their guys are making plays. No, I mean, I mean, they're making plays. I mean, Jamar Chase, dude. Can't take away from what he's done the last 
well, he didn't play in week 18, I don't think, against us and now against the Raiders. Right. Uh, two games in a row where the kid's just gone off. And who are the Titans going to put on him? Right. I mean, so, Blaine, what do you think? What's what's your biggest what's your biggest key here? I just there's something about the Cincinnati Bengals that are inflated in some way that makes me feel weird about taking them at Tennessee. I yeah. I, I don't want to go and say overrated, but they're just seen in the public eye just a little bit too good compared to what they really are. Their offensive line isn't good. I mean, Burrow's been sacked the most in the NFL. They got, you know, running game wide receiving core is really good, but everything else is just not great everywhere. So, you know, Tennessee can exploit those are good enough uh, on the sideline and on the field to be able to do that. So I, I, I would go Tennessee just because of that, but playmakers make plays in the playoffs and you can't really predict that. Lucas, what are you feeling? Because you're you're a physical football kind of guy. When you get to these, when you get to this time of the year, physicality plays a big key in in games like this. I don't. I think I question Cincinnati's defense, and especially if Derrick Henry is out there, are they going to be able to contain him? It's going to be the same problem for like for both teams. Like the only part of since like of the Titans defense that I actually trust are their two safeties. They have two really good safeties. They have all pro like Kevin Byard's an all pro guy. And then Amani hooker who they got from, uh, I think the Colts, he's a really good safety too. And besides that, like, I think it's Malik hooker. Pretty sure it's Amani hooker, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's like the only really part of their defense. I trust they've got, they run that three, four scheme and they don't really have like, a nose tackle that can stuff the run and Joe Mixon. I mean, he had 300 some carries for like almost 1300 yards. So like they didn't really get to show it last week. Cause they didn't really try, but I mean, if they go in there and just try to run the ball and be physical, yeah. Cincinnati's offensive line gives up a lot of sacks, but like you give an offensive line and you give them a game plan. That's like, Hey, we're going to go in there. We're going to try to run the ball 20, 25 times with Joe Mixon. Like you just get a different attitude. And Tennessee's not going to have that attitude because this is going to be their first playoff game in, what, eight seasons without Derrick Henry? So, like – Well, presumably, I mean, maybe. They might have I, him. That's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, if this if he plays, like, everything we say is going to be out the window because he's just – he's a total game changer for, like, confidence-wise and game plan-wise. Because, I mean, they're going to come in with two totally different game plans if he plays or if he doesn't play. So, right now, trust level, I've got more trust in the Bengals to go in there – and be able to run the ball more efficiently. And their defense, like I said, are going to be about the same. Like, I don't trust either one of them, but I think, the, like, the Bengals have better pass rushers currently right now. So, I don't I, – I just feel like if it's going to be a physical ball game, I'm, I'm going with the Bengals. I'd say, too, on the – Larry Odenjobi, it's the hardest name to pronounce, but D-tackle, he got – I mean, he's probably their best defensive tackle got injured last week. Former Brown, I think, maybe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's a blow. Derrick Henry. Yeah, true. And yeah, can who who are even who who do the Titans even have on their D line? I mean, who can they can even can they even get after Burrow? Um, the only, Autry, Autry. Name is uh, the guy from uh, Mississippi State, Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I so I I'm I'm with Blaine on this one. I I think that like you got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Like, there's just like yeah, th- this is like guys that America like 
football fans just love, right? Like yeah. they're just dudes like LSU won the national title. Like it's a story. It's a story that, that people are getting behind, right? I think that the Titans overall are just a better football team. Like I, I just think overall, if you look at everything, they're not great at anything, but like they're above average at, at basically every, every spot on the field. So, I mean, the, the other thing that you look at, because I watch the Titans a lot, obviously living here, um, they, they run a lot of stunts. They don't, they don't blitz a lot. So like, they're going to have a lot of pass coverage and they still get pressure on quarterbacks. Like they don't, they don't just sit back and like, don't get that many knockdowns or pressures. Like they, they run a lot of stunts and that I think it's going to be tough for the Bengals offensive line to really like really handle. Yeah. I love what you said about how Tennessee isn't like great at anything. They're just good. Like we said last week, they're just the most meh one seed ever. Like they really aren't great at anything. I mean, yeah, they, they're good at running the ball. They haven't had Derrick Henry all year. I mean, you're going to lose a beat for having him out eight eight i think it was eight weeks right he missed the last eight weeks or something like that so i mean it's gonna take a while to get back in rhythm. you can't just pick that back up i mean can they do it against cincinnati probably but that's kind of up in the air i don't trust Tannehill in big games um i mean his weapons are good but that means he's got to get the ball to him and then it's special teams is always a toss-up you never know what's going to happen so i think it's a really big upset spot for tennessee but i I think you guys, I think Blaine and Jake sold me on Tennessee. They just are, they're overall a better football team. And I think they take care of business. And Deonta Foreman has been great, like recently in his last yeah. few weeks that they played. He has so been. It's not going to be where they're just terrible at running back if Derrick Henry doesn't see a ton of snaps. So great point. Um, okay. We, let's go through this real quick. We'll start with you, Blaine. Blaine, you want to write these down that everybody picks? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perfect. So we'll start with you, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Um, does anybody have the – I can get the lines pulled up real fast. Or do I think it's minus three. Yeah. Minus, yeah. minus three and a half or minus three. I got it up okay. to three and a half on DraftKings. That's kind of what I go by. So, they change pretty well. Okay. So, give us – tell us what you're doing. A bet three and a half and Tennessee. Winner. Three and a half okay. Tennessee. Tennessee outright, obviously. And over under is 47. I'll go – uh i'll go with the under on that I'll go with the under okay love it lucas um i guess i'll be alone by myself and it's not like me hopping on the cincinnati bandwagon because i'm not i just think that i just haven't trusted the titans all year like you said like i don't think they're a real true one seed they shouldn't be and hopefully they they get a little rust and I think the Bengals can go in there and get it done. I'll take the I'll take them plus three and a half. I'll take the over nice. and sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Jake, uh, I'm taking Titans minus three and a half. Um, obviously Tennessee outright. The over under is tricky. Um, in my opinion, mm -hmm. if the Bengals win, it's a blowout, right? Like I I think they absolutely blow the Titans out of the water. Um, now I think the Titans probably win like. 20 to like 13, 20 to 10, somewhere in there. I think they, they do shut down the offense. So I'm going to take the under. Okay. And I am actually joining Lucas with Bengals at plus three and a half, but I'm going to pick the Titans to win. Um, I love plus three and a half. I actually, I think that if the Titans win, I think it's like, a, I think they kick a field goal to win boys. I really do. I think the Bengals will keep it that close. 
Um, I'm taking the Titans money line. I'll take the over 47. Give me points. Nice. And then, like, how that, that just kind of actually gives me a little bit more, like, this is a one seed that got a first-round bye against, what, the sixth seed, and it's only three and a half. Like, Vegas is telling you something. That yeah, any, definitely. That, or, or, or the American public's heavy, heavy on – Yeah, Cincy. Like you said, with Jamar and some of those guys. But, I mean, it's a one seed, man. They're not the – like we talked about, they're not the most flashy one seed. Man. It's not going to be a huge line. They haven't had a huge line for – a while dude they're mad okay let's move on uh we'll save <laughs> we'll save our games uh for after this this is actually an incredibly interesting game sunday at 3 p.m eastern where jake will be it'll be 2 p.m where we're at just for a quick uh what is that is that science geography well what what yeah that's a science right <laughs> Yeah, so I think it teeters a lot, teeters a line in history and science, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go science. Quick science lesson for the listeners tonight. You're welcome. But it's Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that this first off, this game's star power. There are stars all over the field, even with Godwin out, even with Fournette out. Um, but after their game last week, Tampa Bay has a lot of question marks, specifically with the offensive line. And you would have to argue that that the Rams' specialty is their defensive line, given Aaron Donald. I think it's the best part of their team. Um, but there are going to be some dudes in this game. Love this matchup. think it poses the biggest threat to the Buccaneers. I'll go ahead and just say I'm Rams through and through here. Don't want Tampa to win. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to hear what you guys think of Lucas. Why don't you get us started here? I think this is going to be a super, super ugly game. Like very ugly. Like deep, both defenses are going to be like absolutely balls to the walls. I think it. I'm like I'm just going to say it. Like to begin with, I'm taking the under. Like I've already have it. I already have it written down. Like I'm betting the under 48 and a half. So I think it's just going to be nasty. Because <clears throat> and then like. That I don't. I really hope that they don't go in there and treat it like they did last time. The Rams, that is. I hope they go in there and try to pound Cam Akers. Like even if you can't do it, like just try to do it and just control the game a little bit more. Because like the the three and out drives by the freaking Philly last week is just such an advantage. Like them getting the like it literally wow. were lives. like. You can't have that. Just even if you're getting stuffed, like try to run the ball. If it's third and long, it's third and long and just let one rip. Like you've got playmakers on offense. So I think it's just going <laughs> to be a game. And I think the Rams, I think the Rams are going to get it done just from the sheer fact of Jalen Ramsey locking whoever the hell he wants down. And then that D line just pinning airbags and Von Miller is on, is their left defensive end, which would be against Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs going to be out, like not going to play. And if he does play, he's going to be a freaking liability. So give me the Rams. Blaine, you want to segue into Lucas commenting, commenting on all of the Rams star power on offense. Just get it off your chest. I know you're a good boy. on that. <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter at Blaine Wheeler, 21 on Twitter, no free ads. Um, no, you're good. I, Odell. I've been, I've been saying since week one of this podcast, I've picked him in fantasy multiple years. Um, he's not a butt. He's not broken. He's not old. He's not washed. Odell is a primetime receiver in the NFL still, and he showed it last night with 
amazing catch in the corner of the end zone. Amazing game. Was the player of the game last week for the LA Rams. And Chandler, can I hear you say Odell is not washed? He's a great red zone target. What can oh I say? God. Inside inside oh, 20, inside the 20 yard line. Yeah. I'll give him some athleticism, making how about traffic, but how about two 20 plus yard catches in between uh the 25s? That happened last week. Okay, fine. Good target. He's good, he's fine. <laughs> That's all I'll give you. <laughs> I'll go ahead and, and and back up Lucas. So I think he makes a good point and worse being out for Tampa Bay. That guy's been there for their whole Super Bowl run, their whole years before that. Tom Brady, it's been his rock. Um, the Rams are just ridiculous up front. Everywhere they're ridiculous. We talked about them being a sneaky Super Bowl team because they have playmakers that no one else does. I think they go on their Super Bowl run here and – We'll see what happens next week, but I think they beat Tampa Bay. Now, Jake, before you break down this game specifically, I mean, who would you rather play as a Packers fan? I think both teams pose issues. Different threats, yeah. Yeah, I I would honestly say I'd rather play the Bucks, and that's scary because Tom Brady is a quarterback. But yeah. um, the Rams – I think you're like, right. It's just uh, – I'm scared of that defensive line more than, than the Bucks defensive line. Um, uh, Aaron Donald's very scary. Um, I think the star power on the team. But that being said, the Rams cold weather team, I don't know. You know, right. um, Tom mm-hmm. Brady plays well, plays well in the cold. And we, we all know that. But I, Matt Stafford obviously was in that, in that division for a really long time, but not – None of those other guys were. So um, that's that's an interesting one. I think I'd have to come back next week and get, get yeah. my opinion on that <laughs> uh, if the Packers win. But, um, yeah, I mean, I like what all you guys said. And, like, again, the, the Eagles sacked Tom Brady, what, three or four times last week? Yeah. That's the Eagles. And the Eagles' defensive front isn't anything to scoff at or, or laugh at. Like, they, they got some playmakers. but. I mean, the Rams are, are better. Um, which, which real quick, I, sorry sorry to cut you off, but wow. Just as a podcast, we were off on the Eagles-Bucks game. I mean, we were off bad. Well, yeah, I mean, I, that game got – it was Ugly real quick. Horrible game. But I was but, I was sitting on the couch, and I'm like, God, why did I, why did I hype up the Eagles? Yeah. Well, I joined you. I did too. It was all of us. It was yeah. So Jesus, thank you, Philly, for that. But yeah. continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this, is, this is a tough one, though. I mean, can you? Tom Brady last week, what he had like one one pass downfield to Mike Evans, um, and Mike Evans made a good play on it. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I think Tom Brady is the best at these games where where everybody's betting against them. Um, because I feel like a lot of public money is on the Rams. Um, that's why they're a plus two and a half going into Tampa. So um, I'm going to, I want to say the Rams, but for the podcast, I'm going to say Bucks minus two and a half. Right. Love it. Love it. I love it. So do you, are you taking Bucks all the way through? Oh, yeah. And Lucas, you like the under 48 and a half? I do not. Yeah, I do a lot. Okay, boy. I think both. Get, I kind of think both, I do too. 
Honestly. But both teams, like, I feel like aren't going to be able to run the ball that much. Yeah. They're going to cancel each other out so well. And both teams really aren't that great against the pass. I don't really understand why the Rams aren't that good against the pass. Like, I think that, if, if they don't get home, dude, a lot of the times – I mean, the Niners had no business beating the Rams in L.A. Right. And it was their pass defense that let them down. It stopped there, too. It's like Brady is the best of all time at not letting a pass rush be, be a factor in a ball game. Very fair point. So, I, mean, I yeah, think there's – Didn't the Rams lose both their safeties, too? Like, Weddle's uh, coming back. One of them's coming back. One of them's coming but back. Weddle's – Weddle's coming out of retirement from two, right. 2019. Two years. Like, the past the, – the, the, like, I, I'm scared for the under because it's going to turn into a passing game at some point, and it's going to be a lot of balls. Like, obviously, Brady doesn't throw downfield, but, like, dude, they get first downs automatically. If you watch that Eagles game, it was, like, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, touchdown. Like, just so fluid. And if you don't have one of your top safeties – I don't know. I, I feel like the, the Bucks can put up some points. He can throw it downfield. He's very capable. I don't care if he's 40, whatever. I don't either. That dude's got a – he's – I mean, this is stupid to say, but he's the best ever. <laughs> I mean, that dude literally – he can make any throw on the football field, and I don't get it. Like, like Patrick and Aaron Rodgers, like, it makes sense. Like, they can get out of the pocket, they build a momentum, and they can sling it. Like, Tom's just standing there. And can throw it anywhere, really, that he needs to. So, I mean, it's it's going to be an unbelievable game. Chandler, I, you always talk about – you do quite a bit travel and games. This is yeah. a, the ultimate travel game. You're going from L.A. to Tampa Bay. How much – I mean, you've traveled, Jake. You've traveled for games. What? How much is that a factor here, or, or is it playoff football? Well, I don't, I don't know – what baseball travels like, but football, you just show up and you play and you leave. I mean, right. right. So when I talk about travel, I always think about game times being more of a factor as in like, would you play early in the morning? Do you play Mm -hmm. late at night when, when the hours of the day seem much different, like the middle of the day, like one o'clock is one o'clock, no matter where you really are. It might feel a little later, but if it feels a little later, it's like three. It's not like 6 o'clock feeling like 8 o'clock p.m. or 11 a.m. feeling like 8.30 in some cases. So this game's at 3 o'clock Eastern. I don't think it plays that much of a factor. I mean, the Rams are used to going to the East Coast by now, so I I don't put too much into it, really. Yeah. That's just my two cents, though. But have I given my picks yet? Nope. Okay. My final, I'm going to go with – I'm going Rams all the way through, and I'm going over 48-and-a-half. I love the over. I didn't know about the safeties. Shout-out Jake on that. Tom and Stafford are going to put up points for sure. Lucas? What's up? I already told you. Under, Rams, Rams money line. I'm going to – I don't know – I'm hot. I don't know why you guys aren't listening to me more. You guys saw the weekend. I, had. I don't know why you're not hopping on. This is just I, what was that? What that? I mean, just think about it. this is basically the same defense with Von Miller that what allowed Tom Brady and the Patriots to score 10 points 
What was what, what was that final score of that that Super Bowl? I think they gave up. They get oh ten points. I'm I'm speaking of the game earlier this season where they gave up twenty four points to the Bucks. No, no, no. I know, but like, I mean, they've shut down Tom Brady before. You get to him with four. That's all they're gonna have to fucking blitz. So like, pardon my French, but like, I, if you have seven in coverage, like, who gives a shit about little dump and dive passes? Right. They're gonna shut them down. It's gonna be under, and the Rams are gonna win. Fun fact. Every coach left in this game, other than obviously Bruce Arians, but Tom Brady opposing coaches are all younger than Tom Brady. Holy shit. Are you serious? Yeah. And McVeigh, uh, Shanahan, and LaFleur are all like in their 30s. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> wow. That's crazy that all those guys are so young and head coaches like, I couldn't imagine being a head coach in the NFL in five years. Like what? Yeah. Like, that is insane. Like they're so young, but I mean, they're some of the best coaches in the game. I love Matt LaFleur. I don't know if you guys have heard him on um, no free ads, but pardon my take great interview uh, he had with them. It was really, it was awesome. Made me like him a lot more. Speaking of Matt LaFleur, Jake, are you ready to dive into the game? I have, I have one more point. Like, how much stock do we have to put into that game I talked about week three? Bucks, Bucks, Rams. I mean, it's a 34-24 game, like, for the over-under. I'm not saying total game, but, like, they had similar defenses then. Yeah. And it was a, it was a shootout. Right. Blaine, what do you think? No, that's a valid take. I think it could very easily be a shootout, but I could very easily see it. Like, I don't – I'm not. I'm not playing the over under, and that's you bring up a good point, Jake. I could. It was a regular season game, and Tom Brady threw the ball 55 times. Like that's not going to happen in playoff football. But a, yeah, that is crazy. He threw the ball 55 times. He threw for like 400 yards, and only scored 24 points. That's wild. I don't know. That is <laughs> such a long time ago. Like I don't think I don't. I'm not going to put too much stock into it. It's an interesting stat. Um, I honestly think that this game could be that score again, really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe put a little stock into that. I mean, for over people, but. We'll talk about Buffalo, Kansas City week five, too. Like, I'm not putting much stock into that game. Either. No. So, it's just. A- not at all. And, and Packers 49ers. Yeah. Early yeah. in the year, too. Walk-off field goal. But, so, is, it, is that going to be. Are we ready? Walk-off field goal again, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a. <laughs> That's a great segue into this game. Um, Niners go on the road to Lambeau. Time for uh, the Packers to step up. Haven't played yet like the Titans. Uh, Saturday night football should be a great matchup, honestly. As a as somebody who doesn't necessarily care that much about this game, this is going to be an awesome game to watch. Going to have to get to a bar and watch it, honestly. In Kansas City, Blaine uh we'll we'll coordinate that but could uh could go watch the game somewhere yeah um but wow this game has a lot it has star power it has physicality it has finesse um i'm assuming i'm just going to go out on a limb here and say it's going to be cold in green bay um I mean, crazy crazy limb to get out on though uh I don't even know where to begin with this game. I guess I'll start. I'm going to start with Jake here, residence Packers fan. Um, Jake, what are your just initial thoughts before we dive in about this matchup? I'm nervous for sure. Um, 
low of, low of six degrees, uh, 50% Woo! chance of snow on Saturday. Um, oh. high of 22. So it's a cold, that's a cold one. Um, I'm nervous. Um, me and Chandler were texting about this earlier. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, it, it boils down to, to Bosa and, um, Warner, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, if, if they're both in the game, uh, it's, it's a little scary. Um, if they're not, I think the Packers steamroll them. Um, I, th- I think it, it does come down to that. Um, wow. Shanahan's Shanahan's really good at, at kind of controlling the clock. Uh, they, they play their, their game style. Um, are they, are they hot? Okay. You can, you, some can make the claim that they're hot. The Cowboys had over 80 yards of penalties in that game. Yeah. And it was yeah. still down to the last drive. Good point. So, like everybody's like, oh, the 49ers, they went into Dallas, beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys beat themselves. Yeah. Including the last play of the game. Like who's running a QB draw with 14 seconds, zero timeouts? I mean, what are we doing? So yeah, are are they are they okay? Like, are they are they hot? Sure, but the Cowboys beat themselves. Um, I I don't think that the 49ers beat the Cowboys if the Cowboys have that many penalties or don't have that many penalties. I don't think the Packers are as undisciplined as the Cowboys, obviously. Um, I think it boils down to special teams. It's going to be cold. Uh, I was actually reading a Reddit forum um, about the, the Packers. Uh, oh, Whoa, you're going, like, you're going deep dives here. Oh, I went, I went deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, so basically every single cold game in Green Bay, like the offensive line doesn't wear sleeves and they, like, act all tough. And, like, there's a petition for, like, the O-linemen to wear sleeves because it's like <laughs> – it, it decreases muscle functionality <laughs> and like they have yeah. like a whole list of like all this health stuff. I, I don't really buy into it as much, but, um, but it's I, the playoffs. It's going to be, it's the playoffs. I think it's going to be very hard for, for the 49ers to go in there. Um, if the Packers are going to the 49ers, I'm very, very scared. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously had the, the sweet comeback earlier in the year, 38 seconds, zero timeouts walk-off field goal by Mason Crosby. We all saw that, but he sucks in, in <laughs> California. Um, I'll just be plain and simple, and that scares me for the Super Bowl going to L.A., but um, I I think this is a very hard hard game for the 49ers to go in. Um, I, I think that the two-headed monster of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, um, it, it really kind of stunts their defensive line. Um AJ Dillon being the, the bruiser, Aaron Jones being able to go out and catch passes. Um, even if they double team uh, Devontae, I think Lazard is an excellent option. Um, and he's only gotten better throughout this year. Um, last year, I didn't think he was all that special, but I, I really do think he's a trustworthy uh, wide receiver too. And Aaron Rodgers is really starting to connect with them a little more. So um, I think the, like I said last week, I think the special teams could be an issue. Um, I don't know if it's going to be windy or not, but obviously there's a lot of turnovers that the Packers have given up all year uh, special teams wise. So um, I think it boils down to that. And I, I think it's just playing discipline football, playing Packer football, how they've done all year. And I think they, they take care of business. So Blaine, I'll ask you, how do the 49ers beat the Packers? And Lucas, you be ready because you're next. I already know the answer. If you want me to fucking go, Blaine, they don't. 
They don't. Okay. I think the, well, let's play well, the game. No, the Packers beat them in just about every way. I, I mean, obviously, you can go with the the cliche that, um, no, they don't. I'm not going to say anything. I don't believe any way that the 49ers are going to win this game going to Green Bay. I think Green Bay is a team that is very des- – not destined, I hate the word, but they're just better. They're a better yeah. football team everywhere, especially with the Jimmy G news and maybe I, – I just don't see how it happens. Lucas, I, I would love it. to hear how you yeah. think happens, but I can't say – I can't say. I can't say away. Uh, Packers rank 24th in rush defense. They allow about four and a half, like four point six yards per carry. What what are the San Francisco? What San Francisco really doing? They're going to run the ball quite a lot. What do they average? Like one hundred twenty-seven yards per game, which was like I don't know, second or third best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So if they are going to go in there and beat them, they're going to go down in there and just absolutely shove the rock down their throat. With oh, guess what? Guess who can run the ball really efficiently? Debo. Guess who can really run the ball efficiently? Elijah Mitchell. Hey, guess what? If Trey Lance has to play, guess what he can really do? He can run. He can run the hell out of the football. Don't, don't, don't forget, Chandler. You can back me up on this too. We watched that man play FCS football and had forty-eight total touchdowns and didn't turn the ball over one time. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah, we did. Be a game manager at least. Make smart decisions. Not turn the ball over and can get in there and run. If this is, I'm gonna take them to cover. I don't know if they can actually win the game, but they're gonna keep this motherfucker close and. I mean, I think they can easily beat them just by running the ball. The Packers can't stop the run. They're 24th. Yeah, but I think they can if that's all that the 49ers can do. They're going to be one-dimensional. So any team – I don't care if you're the 24th worst run defense in the NFL. If you go in there knowing that you have to stop the run, that you have to create packages to stop the run, I don't care if you put eight guys up there. Then If they put eight guys in the box to stop the run – Boom, just hit them over the top. Like, that's that's simple. Like, that's football. I, if not, you want to stop I, our run I, the box, throw it over the top of Go that's ahead. Sense. Go ahead, San Francisco, 70-degree and 6-degree weather. Let, let them air it out. Let them do that. They're not going to be able to. I just don't, I just don't see it. Football in Minnesota. I think he's fine. Minnesota. Dome. Sorry. True, Dome. But to add a little, uh, to add a little wrinkle that we haven't talked about much yet, Blaine, and I think – you're maybe forgetting this a little bit okay. with the 49ers ability to run. Um, if they can get that established and they don't have to be going for, for big runs, if they can get it four or five yards, every couple carries, that's going to open up a play action that Jimmy G is very efficient and good at. Right. And in bad weather in cold weather, short intermediate crossing routes, flat routes out of the play action, are exactly what Jimmy G is good at, and they can beat you in situations like that, especially if you're sucking in the defense with the run because you know, like Jake said and Lucas said, the Niners are going to run the ball. The Packers know that. And and if Jimmy G can manage this game and keep it close, I tend to agree with Lucas. I like Niners plus six. I okay. really do. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I think Green Bay wins. Um, I think at the end of the day, Rodgers is, is not going to lose to Garoppolo. Um, Rodgers is 100 times better. But I think there's ways for the Niners to keep this interesting. Now, what I can see, to me, in my mind, this is a classic Niners in it until about midway through the third quarter, and Rodgers and Devontae Adams heat up and and go on an absolute tear. Maybe, uh, you know what, I can also see a little Valdez Scantling 
in the mix, maybe get like a little uh, screen pass and go. Dude's got he's got wheels, huh? He's, he's got wheels. He's got wheels. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you guys with this um, about this game and. One of my buddies, uh, Jimmy Lambert, he's, he's with the White Sox as well. He's a big Packers fan. And we, it's basically us versus the world in the clubhouse arguing about yeah. the Packers and why Aaron Rodgers is the, the greatest quarterback of all time. But uh, since, two, since 2010, since 2010, they've had, I, I want to say, eight or nine playoff losses. In every single one of those, they have given up more than 28 points. If they can limit, the other team to under 28 points, Aaron Rodgers is going to do his, his – he's going to do the thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm sick and tired of, like, people like, oh, like, they're not going to be able to stop the run. Oh, this, this, this. Aaron Rodgers is, is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's got one of the greatest receivers of all time. He, like, who knows if Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, like, towards the end of their career are some of the greats. Like, yeah. he has weapons. He's going to score. He's Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't even matter if those weapons are on the field. He's still going to score. This so, is like – go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, this is – you listing all of them out, like this is the most talent he's ever had around him. I mean, if it's – it just – I hate to say this because I'm honestly not rooting for you to win the Super Bowl, but if you're going to win the Super Bowl this year, like it's going to be this year. Like yeah. it just has to be. Like the pieces are in the puzzle. Everyone's getting healthy at the right time. And kind of last week, like with the nothing to lose mentality with the Steelers, obviously it didn't pan to anything, but the Niners don't have anything to lose. Like I think the Packers, I think Packers fans know that what I just said is true. So they do have a lot of pressure and that does play a factor, especially at home under the bright lights of Lambeau. Niners keep this close. It's going to, and I don't mean to, <laughs> I don't mean to, to ruin a ran on your parade here, but it can it can get dangerous. Yeah, I and I'll back up myself in a little bit, and then I just don't. The 49ers have kept every game close. Like you can go back to Seattle, they lost by seven. Bengals they beat by three. Titans they lost by three. Rams they beat by three in OT. They just barely squeaked out to the Cowboys. I think the Packers get off hot, and it just the Niners are like, oh shit, and it goes. And the like you saying, the Packers are gonna go to the Super Bowl and maybe win it this year. I like they're my favorite to win the Super Bowl and there's no one stopping them right now, especially not the 49ers with a banged up quarterback. Just not. So yeah. Okay, Jake. So you're you're going, I'm assuming you're going Packers all the way through. Now do you like the over under in this? 46 and a half is what I'm looking at on FanDuel here. Yeah, I I think I take the over. I mean, I, I think everything leads to that. I know the cold's gonna be an issue. But I, I think at the end of the day, like, it's going to be a high-scoring game. And especially if the Packers get off the hot start, like, 49ers are going to have to chase, and they're, they're not going to be able to eat up as much clock. So, yeah, um, I'm going to – I think I think they – I think that first series, like, the Packers are going to go down, like, eat with ease um, mm -hmm. because they've, they've been scripting this for two weeks. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think if they get out to an early lead or it's a 7-7 game and – I think it, it takes off from there, so I'm taking the over. Lucas? If it goes the way I think it's going to go, and San Francisco can go in there and run the ball, you're going to limit possessions. What do they always talk about how beating, like, great quarterbacks? It's limiting keep them the – on the sideline. Keep them on the sideline, limit possessions. So if they're effective, which I think they can be, if they're not 
I'll look like an idiot and that's fine. But right now, <laughs> I think they can go in there and run the ball, keep Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And if they do that, they're going to win the football game. If they're going to win the football game, it's going to be a low scoring game, just like it was last week, just like I said last week, and it'll be an under. So it'll be an under 49ers. Give it to me. Blaine. Oh, I guess I'll go real quick, Blaine. Um, I'm going to go Niners plus six. And I want everybody to know that I'm rooting for the Packers. So I, I want that clear. I think a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl would be epic. So that's what I'm really rooting for. State okay. Farm Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Patrick Price is what I'm rooting for, not the Rodgers rate. I'm more, I'm more of a Patrick <laughs> Price guy. <laughs> so I'm taking Niners plus six. Love that. Packers money line, and I'm gonna. I haven't gone under yet, so I'm gonna take this one as my under just for the hell of it. No rhyme or reason, just feeling it. I've gone over in the first two, and and um, this is I, right before we do our the last game here. I just want to get I need to get my cardinal slander off my chest. <laughs> I've been holding it in for far too long. Um, you know, honestly, I'm so, I might go on a little soapbox here. The way that the Cardinals and me have been all year, um, I started out looking like an idiot, and then I kind of gained some traction. Uh, like we, and this is all, uh, this all is, this isn't research. I'm completely spitballing here. Like week five or six, they started to not do so great. They picked it back up, like nine through twelve. And then from about 12 till, till the most recent episodes, it's just been trending in my direction. And um, what a perfect way for them to go out um, of, of the playoffs and, and to just absolute chaos of an ending of a season. I mean, this team in week one was going to the Super Bowl, and now they don't know if they want Kingsbury there. <laughs> So it's just awesome, awesome to be this right about something. And maybe that's why I got into this business is to have this feeling because, wow, was I right about how bad Kyler Murray is. And, and this Cardinals team, they have some soul searching to do in the offseason. That felt good to get off my chest. Jake, you were on, I believe, if I remember correctly. I was on, on your side. side. Yes, you were on yeah. my side last I mean, week. So, so I yeah, want you I mean, to go this, ahead. This isn't easy. This, this was easy. Like – I, I Easy. Don't know why anybody, I don't know why anybody overthought this one. I mean, I'm hiding under the desk right now. <laughs> if you if you know anything about football, you saw this yeah. team and you just knew that they could not be that good. No. Cam Newton made them look like a, a JV team. Literally. Cam Literally. Was, I mean. <laughs> was back. Cam Newton was back in the NFL. He was going to be a week one starter after they played the Cardinals. I mean, it's, they've lost to the Lions 30-12. to 12. What are we – like, I, I don't know how you see their last eight games and you're like, that's my pick. Hey, Jake, like, you know what they say, what? though? You know you know what they say, though? Ford Field, really tough place to play in Detroit. I'm sure it was <laughs> – I'm sure it was booming in the dome booming. on that Sunday. Oh. Packed house. Packed house. <laughs> yeah, packed in there. No loyal fan base more than the Detroit Lions, so – Boy, did that feel good to, to, to segue into my favorite game of the slate. Um, Jake, any final thoughts on the Cardinals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am worried for them. I, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason for them. I, I don't know what direction they go. 
especially in a division where the Rams and the 49ers advance to the next round and they're, they're left in the dust. Seahawks are obviously down and out, but um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And I, I don't think they're that scary. Um, no. I mean, we'll see going into next year, but um, uh, week one, I thought they were Super Bowl champs last week. I, I, I didn't think they even belonged in, in the playoffs. So. Right. So, Blaine, real quick, I want to play a little game with you. It's a real, it's going to be a really fun game. I can't wait for you to, to play it. If you had to start a fr- – if you are starting a franchise – well, no, never mind. Actually, no. You have them for one season, and it's next season. <laughs> you taking Kyler Murray or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Oh! He can make every throw on the field. I <laughs> – I watch oh that guy two times, a, two times a year. You're and kidding it's, me. It's miserable. You're it's kidding miserable. me, Blaine. You've been a Cardinals supporter all year, and you're going to do Kyler like that? I've been a Cardinals supporter all year. You were just wrong. Oh, what? Lucas, can I get some backup here? Blaine yeah. wasn't a Cardinals fan? I'd say we were both kind of wrong. I don't think we would. You would say we were Cardinals fans, but like we weren't a Cardinal hater like you. So like we, we had to like come in and defense because they were playing well and they weren't playing as bad as you thought they were and what you said they were. Which in the end you were right. So we were wrong. But I mean, they yeah. they won what eleven football games. Like you take that any day of any day of the week took your football team to win eleven games. So, like, yeah, he's not as bad as people think. And after that performance with his attitude all game, but I'd still probably take him over Kirk Cousins. Yeah, okay, thank you. No, 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 no. Kirk Cousins, third highest passer rating of any starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think I'm looking at this. I'm trying to count. He's behind in every game, Blaine. He has to throw. He's got the worst defense in Mike Zimmer, who doesn't know how to do anything offensively, and he's still putting up yards that no one's – come on. What is is it with this quarterback? It's always the coach. It was that way in Washington. Now it's that way in Minnesota. When do you look at yourself in the mirror and just say, hmm, I'm just not that good? Why do you think the Vikings fired Mike Zimmer? Why do you think the Vikings paid Kirk Cousins the highest quarterback salary in the league at the time? Because he can sling it. I can't with this guy. I can't with this guy. Threw for 600 more yards than Kirk Cousins did without an extra game. Or then Kyler Murray did without an extra game. Has almost one, two, ten plus quarterbacks have a better um, QBR than Kyler Murray does. If you're counting up to Kirk Cousins, then there's only two more on that list. Games this year, though? What's that? Kyler Murray only played in 14 games this year. It was hurt for. Yeah. A little bit. <clears throat> just don't, just don't give me, just don't give me the Kirk Cousins massive slander. Okay. Hey, okay. I, I, I don't think 33, he's that good. Thirty-three touchdowns to seven picks, Kirk Cousins. I Kyler Murray, twenty-four touchdowns, ten interceptions. Kirk Cousins QBR, one eleven. Kyler Murray, I can't even find it. He's so far down. I mean. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has won a playoff game before. Kyler Murray hasn't. Yeah. Well, you're Kirk wrong. Kirk Cousins won a playoff game points. in New Orleans. Well, Case Keenum won a Vikings playoff game too, Blaine. So, I don't – what's yeah, the point there? Yeah, he should probably start over Baker Mayfield, who's sorry. Let's well, not go on a soapbox. Yeah. 
<laughs> the boys are fired up because that's because we're going to the last game of the slate. The Buffalo Bills, America's team at the moment, it seems like, is going on the road to Arrowhead Stadium for Sunday night football again at Arrowhead Stadium. Blaine and I, for two week, for the second week in a row, will be in attendance. So you have to like the chances there. Um, before we get into this game, Lucas, I want your good, solid, unbiased take uh, initially on this game before I sell you on why the Chiefs are going to win this game handedly. Unbiased? I think you guys are in trouble. Like a lot. I think that you're going to be going against the number one ranked defense in the NFL with the number five ranked offense in the NFL. And I think the wheels are about to roll off for you boys. And I hate it. I hate saying it. I don't want to say it. I'm the, I'm, I'm one of the biggest chief supporters out there. I'm you guys know that I've backed them up all year. I've been with them all year. I've bet a lot of money on them this year. They've lost me some. They've won me some. I just don't – I don't I, – I can't in a world see them beating Buffalo. I just can't. I can get into it about, like, breaking down everything, but it's just, like, as a team, their roster is a lot better. Oh. Defense. I completely disagree. <laughs> I don't. I just Wait, don't. Okay. Like it. Okay. If, okay. Say their roster's better. Fine. A lot it better. Is, it isn't that much. It's not that much better. No way. We each have a number oh. one wide receiver. Our tight ends better. Our quarterbacks better. Our offensive lines better. Defensive right line there. better. Defensive line better. Cornerback secondary. Honestly, Legarius Need better than any Bills corner besides uh, who am I thinking of? Darius White. White. Yes. Yeah. Who was all pro last year? That's a, that was, I'm not. I just said besides him. And then you have the two best safeties in the league. They their secondaries were all. My point is, my point is, our rosters are not that much different. There's just no, no ifs ands or buts about it. You can't sit there and say put words in my mouth. I did not say that. I'm not putting not words in your mouth. What I heard with my two ears was they're a lot better roster. That is what you said. Lots not beat you at every position group. That's not what I meant. Okay. What position group are the Chiefs bad? <laughs> Would you want me to go like and say which one I think is better in every position group? Quarterback no, room? N- no, no, real quick, real quick. I do like what you said, and I do agree. I am very nervous about this game. I think that Buffalo matches up very well with the Chiefs. I think if anybody can beat the Chiefs right now, it is Buffalo. Okay. But un well, I guess <laughs> you guys you want to just cut me loose because I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go here. Unlike the uh, Green Bay and Niners game and Tampa and Rams game, where I didn't put that much stock in what they did earlier in the year, I do actually put a lot of stock into the Chiefs Bills game from earlier in the year. First off, Chris Jones didn't play in that game. The Chiefs were playing at the most alarming rate I've ever seen in the Patrick Mahomes era in terms of being fucking awful. Um, this Chiefs team right now is insanely hot. It's it's at an unreal rate. I mean, 10 and 1 in the last 11. There's no hotter team in football. I mean, and and what when I really look at the Bills, 
I think they're a really good football team, but they're just they've and their mantra all year has been inconsistency. I don't, yeah. I do not see in a world a where they go seven for seven and score a touchdown, where they don't punt in this game. I don't see Josh Allen going off again. There's, I don't think he outplays Patrick Mahomes in this game. Patrick Mahomes has to play bad, I think, to lose this game. I really do. I, I, I mean, Buffalo has which great is possible. Wins. It is. Oh, oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. It is possible. Very possible. But Buffalo, I mean, they lost to the Jags 9-6. I mean, that Buffalo's in them. That Buffalo is definitely in them. It is 100%. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it because it's been Josh Allen's career. It doesn't just go away all of a sudden in the biggest game of his life, which is this Sunday in a hostile environment. And sorry, last thing before I let Blaine go. When I went back, I legit watched the Bills-Patriots game. I watched the Bills on offense only against New England's defense. New England's defense looked insanely slow, old, and very, very lacking in confidence. And and I think that has a lot to do. A, I, I don't think they have a buy in their quarterback. The Chiefs do. You know, they're off. They're, they're deep. Their head coach is a defensive guy. Now he's obviously the greatest coach ever. So I'm, you know, take that with what you will. But Andy Reid is going to have these guys going. This defense believes in Patrick Mahomes, and it's a far more energetic, a far more athletic defense than New England. I'm just saying that this defense, with the confidence right now, they can cause a lot of issues for Josh Allen. The defense of Kansas City, too, as we, you know, you said it a little bit, but I'll defensive snap percentage week five versus Buffalo. Daniel Sorensen, 100% of snaps. Willie Gay Jr., our best cover linebacker, 44% of snaps. Juan Thornhill, our second best safety, who is now a bona fide starter, 44% of snaps. Chris Jones, arguably the second best de- defender in all of football, 0% of snaps. Tarvarius Ward, Chiefs' best cover corner, 0% of snaps. Melvin Ingram wasn't even on the team. This defense is completely different. Mind I talked about Nick Bolton, who didn't really see much of the field week five either. or had figuring it out week five. Hadn't been a part of this team. And when you look at the Chiefs at the start of the year, what was the problem offensively? There was clearly problem because you had two rookie offensive linemen and five guys who had never played together on offensive line. Now they have all of that and they're playing really well and are going to be able to run the football and do things they weren't able to week five. This offense is completely different and this defense is completely different. And if it weren't for four turnovers, that game is close. Yeah. And Chiefs had a chance to win. It, Chiefs had a it, chance to win the game. It felt like, and that's the worst Chiefs team I've seen in four years plus. Yeah. Yep. And that's the best Bills team I've ever seen and they're not going to play that well again. Okay, now to cut up this Chiefs bias, I hear it in my ears. But let's let Jake go. Jake, I want your uh, I want your honest breakdown. Blaine and I gave you both sides of Packers Niners. I want you to give us both sides of this game, um, real quick before you before you go. Real hypothetical. Who would you rather play in a Super Bowl? Say the Packers make it. Would you rather play Buffalo? Would you rather play Kansas City? Because uh, I think play. I think the winner of this game goes to the Super Bowl. Sorry to cut you off, but I think the winner that's, of this no, game. Goes to the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'd, I'd rather play the, the Bengals or the Titans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think both of them are scary. Um, but I I hear what you're saying. Um, 
I, I hear both sides of it for sure. And I, I think this game like genuinely just comes down to the turnover game. Whoever, whoever has more turnovers, like that, that's, who's going to win the game. I, I think if Mahomes has two picks and Allen has one or whatever it may be, like, I, I think it just t- comes down to that because both, both offenses are explosive. I think, I don't think both defenses can shut down. Like I'm going to take the over because I, I mean, America's money's probably on the over, but I don't think both defenses can shut down the other offense just because like, the dynamic plays that both of them run, it, it's just like, it's incredible watching them play. Um, like the, the Chiefs, the Tyreek Hill, like kind of like sneak pass, like through the middle, like that, there's no other offenses that like really do that. And and the Bills do similar stuff. So I I think it comes down to the turnover game. Um, I It's going to be hard for Buffalo to go into Kansas City and, and win. Um, I think Arrowhead's going to be obviously rocking. Um, as it was oh this past God. weekend. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I think I read something on the spreads, and, like, Buffalo is, like, 10-6-2 against the spread, and the Chiefs are, like, 9-9. Nine and nine. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, you can't really put much stock into it, but, I mean, Vegas seems to have a time machine and uh, knows the future, so we'll see. Um It'll be it'll be interesting. I I don't like I, I still have not made up my mind on this. I think this is the game of the week. Um I I do think that the Packers handle the 49ers easily and everyone everyone's gonna be like, oh, like we thought this was gonna be a good game and the Packers end up winning. Um I think this is the one that's close. I, I think in terms of picks, I, I think the Bills cover and I think the Chiefs win by like one point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Chandler, can I say one thing before Lucas goes? Oh, please. I'm looking at. I'm not done yet either. <laughs> the Bills are the hottest team in the NFL, right? We can all say that from hearing everyone. Um, just seeing, you know, the public eye thinks that. Since November, let's go down the schedule. Are you with me? November 7th, Jaguars beat the Bills 9-6. to six. Bills go to New York Jets. They went handily. Bills play the Colts. Colts beat them 41 to 15. Bills go to the Saints with no quarterback win handily. Bills lose to the Patriots December 6th. Bills lose to the Buccaneers December 12th. Then the Bills beat. And tell me how you can say this team's the hottest team in the NFL. Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Jets, Patriots. Yeah. (laughs) But they they did go to Foxborough twice in a four-week period and beat them handily both and times. the new england patriots were the most overrated team i've ever seen in the history of the nfl this year <laughs> Wait, how terrible they, how they play in foxborough <laughs> twice because they they played them in the regular season beat them 33 21 and then um they, they played in sorry, buffalo hello oh we're here oh yeah true 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 my bad they did go they did go to foxborough and beat them and then obviously at home but yeah it's Sorry, I got. I kind of got too excited there. That's okay. Oh, I, I would. I would just like. And and the point of my point, say that the Chiefs would have probably beat the Patriots by thirty every time, but for another and, day. Let's wow. go. Yeah, let's go down wow. the nut. Let's go down the other side. The Chiefs. Yeah, they got the Raiders. 
beat the Raiders, beat the Cowboys, beat the Broncos, beat the Raiders, beat the Chargers, beat the Steelers, lost to the Bengals. That game was amazing. We all saw it. Bengals are now still a playoff team. Beat the Broncos, beat the Steelers. Are the Chiefs the hottest team in the NFL? Are the Chiefs hotter than the Bills or what? I mean, how can you sit there and say the Chiefs aren't the hottest team in the NFL? They're 10 and 1. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like the Steelers the, twice, the Raiders twice, the Broncos twice. Playoff team, twi- like, playoff, playoff team, playoff team. Playoff team. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about the Raiders being a fucking great team? Like, come on. What? They should have been. They probably should have been the Bengals last week if they don't have 10 oh penalties in the first half. I mean, they were the good. Broncos twice in that period? That's what, a are we, what are we talking about? about? division rival you talking about oh my now we're talking about the jets the panthers and the falcons the the packers also lost to the lions right before the playoffs started too i mean like yeah but rogers barely there was no one there no one this is the most this is the most biased i've ever seen you two and it's wild because both of you guys said you were nervous before this I am. I'm I'm still maintaining that i'm nervous you you haven't given you haven't given me what what you're nervous about you, oh. It's just been a it's just been All a right. slander fest against the Bills. That's okay, well then you then I'll reverse hat? it. Yeah, Jake, I mean, I, all they've slandered, they haven't slandered one single player or style of play. All they've slandered is who they played, and guess yeah. what? They're still no, here. Here. I'm not going to slander yeah, because I'm going to give you what I how I think Buffalo can win right now. I think Buffalo <laughs> can win. Where do you get going? I just have to get it off my chest because like I'm low key kind of got pissed off. <laughs> Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Okay. That's that's one A, that's one B. Everybody's been saying it. You've seen it. That's one A, one B. I'll give Patrick one A. Josh Allen's one B. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, running back room, better than the Kansas City Chiefs running back room. That's facts. Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. Better than Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. Travis that's facts. Dawson. You Knox, can't you can't sit there and, oh. and talk shit on Byron. No way. Byron has okay, been a great better, receiver. He's better, he's better than Emmanuel Sanders, who's proven himself for nine straight years, and Cole Beasley, who is a reception leader twice in the NFL. I would like for you to look up who has more yards between Byron Pringle and Emmanuel Sanders. And if I'm wrong, you can you can you talk to him all you want. Pringle had two touchdowns last week, but look. Yeah. And then, okay, left tackle, Deion Dawkins, not better than Orlando Brown. Ryan Bates. Not bigger than not better than Thuney. Mitch Morse, who we who they got from the Chiefs, all pro center, unbelievable. Not Darryl better Lewis. than Creed Humphrey. Humphrey. Not better than Creed Humphrey yeah. this year. How yeah, is he yeah. better than Creed? How is he better? He was ra- graded higher. What was it? No, Fifth he and was six. Number one oh. graded center in the NFL as in a the rookie of the NFL as a rookie. As a rookie. Daryl Williams better than fucking Trey Smith. Spencer Brown rookie better than fucking oh, seventy seven. This is. Oh, facts. Spencer Brown's going to get his dick kicked in this week. Okay, you, you guys want to go to D-line? You guys said your D-line's better. You have fucking Chris Jones. That's it. They have Frank Gregory Clark. rookie, who was the third highest graded rookie overall at the end. That doesn't matter to you. That doesn't matter to you, obviously, because you just tried yeah, to just say that our center sucks. What? You said, you said that. I did not say Creed sucks. No, I did not. No, I didn't, bud. I rated personally my rating Mitch Morris better than Creed Humphrey. Can I stop you for one second, Lucas? You said that all the defensive line has is Frank or is Chris Jones. In the last two playoffs, Frank Clark 
first in sacks with seven, first in tackles for loss at eight, and second with 21 pressures in the last two playoffs of any player in the NFL. So you might need to mention him when you're talking about the Chiefs D-line. I'm going to mention he's going to get cut next year. That's going to happen. Is he a part of this team? Yes. Is he okay, going to get if you, if you keep somebody that's a perennial all-star, wouldn't you want to keep them on their team regardless of how much you pay them? He's going to get cut next year. Shout keep out to, going. Keep going. What's that post-winger podcast with Johnny on Monday? Mondays. Monday all day Sunday. You know what he said? He's getting cut next year. That's going to happen. That's fine. Gregory Russo, rookie, unbelievable rookie season, third highest overall rookie. Ed Oliver, really good, solid. Harrison Phillips had – I think he was on PFF as having – was the third or fourth best no, nose tackle on the year. Jerry Hughes, perennial just absolute pass rusher, has been there, what, he's been doing it 10 seasons. Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, A.J. Klein, better than your guys' linebacking core. Yep. Am I wrong? You're right. Yeah. No, you're and not wrong. FYI, Tredarius White out, ACL, has, has been out for two months. We missed – we dropped the ball on that one. Taron Johnson, rookie out of Weaver, or second year guy out of Weber State. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Levi Wallace. I mean, yeah. Devil's advocate to that, too. And you're completely correct. Um, to my Chiefs takes is the last time these two played, Patrick Mahomes was not very good. No. And, we'll, and I'm okay with saying that. He was not very good. 33 for 54, threw the ball 54 times, which was kind of one of the things that earlier in the year the Chiefs fans were screaming to run the ball now we have established an interior offensive line one of the best in the nfl now but they did not do that well it's two touchdown passes two interceptions the chiefs turned it over four times why because the bills defense is really good i'm not i'm not saying i'm not going to sit here and say the Chiefs defense is better than the bills defense right now you can't argue that you can say they're hotter they have better playmakers everywhere than the bills do but the Bills have a legit chance of stifling Patrick Mahomes in this offense. Now, I could say that the Chiefs defense has a chance with Arrowhead and everything going on with, with their defensive line being at full strength and some guys the Bills haven't seen. Um, in probably eight weeks, you haven't, they haven't seen a defense even close, but this could be a game where I'm looking at the under because of it. And since you talk defense, Blaine, I'll talk Bills offense. Um, I literally hate their all of a sudden ability to run the football. Um, right. I, I, I do agree. I mean, if, if Jarrett, if Jarrett McKinnon and Daryl Williams can duplicate what they did last week, I mean, I, I, I would, I wouldn't necessarily say that the bills running back room is that much better if we get that same production, but it is better. And all three of those guys are good at running the football. Um, they did not have this earlier in the year. If I remember correctly, they didn't run it exceptionally well against us in the in the first time. But I think it's because Josh Allen was just going off. He was their leading rusher for 59 yards, 11 carries, and a touchdown. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary combined for 50 yards total. Yeah. So if, if they can establish the run, uh, the Chiefs are in definite trouble. Um, and, and then they have, they definitely have playmakers on the outside too. Uh, I think at the end of the day, really, and it always normally does turnovers. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, turnovers. It's, it's turnovers for, it's definitely turnovers and, and it's quarterback play. It's which quarterback plays better at the end of the day. And yep. frankly, this game kind of shapes up to me is which quarterback has the ball last. Yeah. And I hate to say it too, big plays last, the time they played, the Chiefs had nine more first downs. Um, 
third down efficiency was bad, but nine more first downs, four more turnovers, and five more minutes time of possession than the Bills. The Bills chunked. I remember multiple 50-yard touchdown plays, a pick six, and that's how the Bills beat them. Big plays and turnovers, and that's, you know, Jake was wanting to wanting to say that, that I think he has it right. Yeah. I, and, and, Lucas, and I, I mean, uh, go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 you, you go ahead because I got a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was going to go on a tangent too, but. Um, Do it. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as 1A and 1B, I, I'm going to put them at 2A and 2B because Aaron Rodgers is obviously number one. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at, like, well, I guess this is a question for, for the Chiefs fans here because if Josh Allen wins this game, does he take over that, that 2A, like, better than Patrick Mahomes category or no? No. This is for no. everybody, actually. Yeah. Not at all. I I was sitting in sports clips getting my hair cut today. Nice. <laughs> And uh, yeah, where guys out. get their haircut. Yeah, no free ads. But um, pardon the interruption. Had a <laughs> who would be a better quarterback, or who would you rather have as quarterback if you're a GM? And I think this is how you settle this. Would you rather have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback for the next five years, or would you rather have Josh Allen for the next five years, regardless of who wins this game? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, I I think this is a rivalry that could could kind of build up yeah. after this after this game for for at least the next five years. Um, like I, I think it could be one of one of the best rivalries of all time because they are two similar quarterbacks. They are two similar teams fast scoring um and I, I think this could be the start of something like pretty pretty cool in, in our lifetimes yeah definitely <laughs> go ahead Luke go or ahead. Uh, Blaine sorry no I just wanted to ask Lucas and Jake too because obviously everyone knows how we feel but how do the Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs we all Chandler and I have talked about how the Chiefs are going to beat the Bills but how are the Bills going to beat the Chiefs let me ask you a question so like you guys run a bunch of man coverage on the outside right you're locking up you're locking yeah. up board with somebody you're running a bunch of man right right and you're letting you're letting tyrant roam the middle that's he's not good gonna deep, he's gonna be deep right what can beat man coverage it's the quarterback with legs josh allen can run the ball you saw it last week even yep. with the quarterback design runs he didn't have to scramble a bunch but like quarterback design runs he can run it if he gets out and starts scrambling against your guys's man coverage you're gonna be in a fucking world of hurt Yep. It's going to like, and that's what I, because like you guys are going to have to, if that starts happening, you're going to have to change up your whole defensive scheme and start running a bunch of zone stuff just to stop him from scrambling. I hope they go in there with that. I don't hope they do because I hope you guys win and I hope I'm dead wrong, obviously. But if he goes in there and you guys start showing him a lot of man and you're locking him down and he just starts scrambling, it's going to be tough, tough to beat him. Right. I, uh, I, I think it's like, we talk about the quarterbacks, 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 but it's, whatever whatever defense is going to be able to shut down the other quarterback. I mean, I, I like, I know the quarterback play is obviously some of the best in the league, but, I mean, whatever defense can get, get a stop here and there, um, obviously turnovers I've talked about, but I, I, 
I do think that the Bills defense is is better overall than than the Chiefs defense, and I think if if they're going to beat them, I think they they probably turn over Patrick on an interception. Um, I mean, I I haven't watched them over the last couple of weeks, but I I know early and mid middle of the season, all of Mahomes' picks came from drop passes. You know, I mean, it was like yeah. go through Kelsey's hands, it would go through Tyreek's hands, like. It's not on Patrick. Patrick isn't throwing the ball to, to the defenders very often. It, it's just the drop passes. And I, I think that's that's where the, the Bills end up winning is if they do win the turnover uh, game and uh, if they get a couple more stops than the Chiefs defense, I think that's where that's where it uh, ends up. And, and I would be doing the world in an injustice if I didn't talk. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with turnovers. But, boys – I said it last week. I'm going to say it again, and it can't be closer to the truth. Special teams in a game like this makes a huge difference. And much like the issues that Jake has with Mason Crosby, I am about sick and tired of Tommy Townsend. Townsend. In a game like this, punting can be massive. Talk about him having an absolute horrific day punting against the Steelers. I'm not for sure he had a ball or a punt inside the 10-yard line all day, and he had decent spots to pin them deep. His punts don't look good right now, and and that's what you're going to have to do when when an offense is as good as the Bills. you got to pin people deep. And and I, I hate when people say he didn't have to play that much. Well, as a specialist, you're not supposed to play. <laughs> The only time you're supposed to play is kicking field goals. So the excuse for a specialist of not being ready is bullshit. It's, it's, you have to be ready at all times. And he's going to have to come out, and he's going to have to have a huge day punting because we're going to punt. Like, I think both teams are going to have to punt in this game. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a chess match even before the punts. Lucas, you talked about the Chiefs playing man-to-man coverage. Are they going to Sunday? I don't – you know, like – are the Bills. The Bills did not blitz Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't think one time I was listening to a bunch of radio. I don't think the Bills blitzed him once week five. Are they going to do that we, again? Patrick, go ahead. Sorry, it's because we couldn't run. We couldn't run yeah. that week. So, like, why even worry about blitzing or bringing guys up into the box? Like, they just so sat how, back. Yeah, so how does Devin Singletary being able to run the ball now change things? Or how does um, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line change things now? Like, this game, they're completely different. They're going to have to be different teams both sides and it's going to be a freaking chess match. And I don't, I don't think you can sit here and say, I love the chiefs to win by more than a score. I don't, I think it's going to be very close, but I don't think you can go on the other side and say the bills are going to win by more than a score either. Great segue into let's get our, let's do our picks. Blaine, you start picks, buddy. Chiefs cover chiefs win by a score, not more than a score. I'll go eight. And, and it's it's away before the last possession. Over, under, you like it? 54 and a half is what I see. Don't like it. Under. <clears throat> Jake? Um, Bills, Bills to cover, Chiefs to win, and I'm going to take the over. Lucas? 33-30, Bills. So, over. And you're taking Bills money line? Or just bills to like you want you're you're picking the bills to win too. It's yeah, there there'd be no point. It's gonna be uh 
one and a half, two. So, like, I might as well just take whatever they give me with the Bills just in case, like, it is a one or two point game because the money line's not going to gift you a lot of value. It is yeah, but line. I mean, I mean, I mean, picking for the podcast, you're taking Bills to win. Like, just that's what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll just make it sure. 30, 30, yeah, 33 30 right. Bills. Right. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Um, and you know what I'm taking, Blaine. Uh, Chiefs all the way across the board and Chiefs o- uh, or not Chiefs over. I think a total over. I think this game is crazy. I think I think out of all the uh, this this game on paper has one of has the ability to be the best Chiefs game I've ever been to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if the paper doesn't lie and these two teams come out and do what they can do, I think it could be an insanely sick game to say we've been at, honestly. And I can't wait to be there, Blaine. Anybody have any uh, final remarks? Anything they got to get off their chest before we uh, before we hop off here? Please, please root for the Packers because I got tickets lined up for the NFC Championship game. So um, okay. that'd be sick to go up there to Lambo. So please, uh, please root for the Packers. <laughs> yeah, no, no pack, that's, no. That's awesome. Yeah. Anybody else? I have closing remarks. Everything that I said tonight, I hope I'm wrong. Even I want, with the other games? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about oh. this last one that we just – I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Chiefs go in there and absolutely spank their ass. I'm just saying that. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope it happens. Love it. Lionel? I'll tell you what. <laughs> go Chiefs. We're going to be loud. That place is oh. going to be rocking. I just don't think Josh Allen can do Josh Allen things that we've seen, and I think the Chiefs are going to win and – it's going to be a hell of a fun time. There you have it, folks. That was the Figure It Out podcast. Uh, root for the Packers. Root for the Chiefs. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Figure It Out underscore pod. We'll be back next week for the championship round. Uh, big potential. Jake's back with us. Um, I like the Packers <laughs> to beat the Niners, um, and I like uh, love the Chiefs to beat the Bills, boys. I uh, appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Uh, peace. Perfect. See you. Peace.